Rick again. Thank you so much. You're a motivational speaker, founder of Team LeGrand, sports analyst, author. It's an honor to have you on the show today, man. I appreciate this. Hey, thank you for having me on. I really do appreciate it as well. I got to ask, you were just out there at uh, NASDAQ and you had your face out in uh, Times Square. What was that experience like? That was really cool, you know, just to go in the, to get that NASDAQ experience to see, you know, how the inside of the trading world and the stocks work. And, yeah. you know, you see it all on TV, but once you get in there, it's like, whoa, well, this is how it actually goes down. And then <laughs> when they put my my face in the middle of Times Square, like, how many times can you say that that happens in your life? So right. <laughs> I've had the opportunity to do it two times now, and every time it's it's pretty cool. Like, you you see the billboards as a kid growing up, and to see my face there, I was like, wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, we'd love to go back a little bit. For those who don't know your story, what happened to you when you were playing football there at Rutgers University, man? I had a spinal cord injury, suffered on October 16, 2010. We were actually playing the Army Black Knights. I was running down the field on the fourth quarter in the kickoff at MetLife Stadium here in New Jersey, and I put my head down the wrong way, thinking it wasn't going to be in the tackle at all. And unfortunately, the crown of my head went into the back of his shoulder blade because my teammate got down there and his body got, he got, the guy got tripped up and his body twirled in the air. And that's what caused my accident. I remember being on the ground, I couldn't move and I couldn't breathe. And honestly, it was the scariest moment of my life. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's going through your mind in that moment? I mean, I, I your interview on Ed's my let show that you kind of felt like you were going to die in that moment, right? I did. I was, I'm sitting there. I'm like, is this the end of me? This is, this is the end of my uh, life. I'm laying there. I can't move. I can't breathe. I have the trainers asking me all these questions. All I'm worrying about is breathing. My head coach comes down, looks at me, tells me I have to pray. And honestly, when he says that to me, I'm thinking my life is over. And yeah. at one point I did, I did close my eyes on that turf and I said, God, take me at ease. This is it. Wow, man. But you now have done work with Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. You've raised over a million dollars for that foundation, which is awesome. You were a participant in the Neuro Recovery Network. What was that experience like? Well, the Neuro Recovery Network is a treadmill where they have two people on your legs walking you and one on your in, on your waist, but you're in a harness on a treadmill that's holding up my body weight. And honestly, it's the best recovery, you know, best, I should say, therapy that I've had during my recovery so far because I did over 500 sessions on that channel. I, was, I regained back the ability to be able to sit up on my own and balance, not perfectly, but be able to balance myself on my own. My yeah. blood flow got better. I kept some muscle. You wow. know, the, my, my, my bone density was great. Just being able to stand up on, and walk on that channel because it's just natural movement. The body doesn't doing its natural thing. And okay. honestly, it has, has, has helped me so much in my recovery. Man, that's amazing. And just a few months back, you just launched a, a cornhole tournament there in your hometown. Uh, again, raising money for your foundation there. How did that go, man? It went awesome. You know, I ne you never know what to expect when you're first launching an event. You yeah. know, it was my first time ever doing it. I always say you got to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I stepped out of my comfort zone. And I said that people love cornhole, especially in the summertime. Let's yeah. try this out. We can raise some money for Team LeGrand. And... Honestly, it's a funny story. So we ordered 120 shirts, and we had to place that order in. There was only 15 uh, teams signed up, so that's 30 people. So I'm okay. like, all right, we got, we got way too many shirts. This was two <laughs> weeks out, two weeks out. The Monday before the before the tournament, we were at 28. I said, okay, that's, that's going to be a great time. Everyone's going to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. So let's just say that if I hold on, let's just say Saturday when we, when the tournament started, yeah. we got up to sixty-five teams and we ran 
and it ran out of t-shirts and everything. It blew my blew my mind. I had wow. no idea people people were gonna that many people were gonna show up and we had an incredible time. We had three different divisions and we raised some funds for the team of Grand and we had, and we had a lot of fun with Dave and Busters. Man, so cool. I, I have played cornhole just a couple times. I scared some people last week. I sunk two in a row and I was like, Yes, and then I didn't miss I didn't make it a single one for the rest of the time I was playing. So I was kinda of... <laughs> I said, "Hey, man, I'm a natural. Never happened again." <laughs> now you have this really cool apparel line called uh, Shop Fifty Two with these new role model tees, which are kind of taken off online. What inspired you to start that apparel line? Well, you know, so many people over the years now since my injury have done shirts for me and made this, and you know, I wanted to do stuff with my foundation with t-shirts. And- so many people are like, hey, why don't you start your own clothing line? And finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I was inspired by a good friend now, Devin Still, who used to play at Penn State when I was at the Cincinnati Bengals. And his daughter had uh, cancer. She was a uh, childhood cancer. But she okay. overcame her stage four bone cancer. Oh. And she and when I did it, his podcast, he's like, E, you need to have your own clothing line. And I was like, you know what? I put the icing on the cake. Everyone's been telling me that. I'm, I'm just going to do it, man. I started, okay, I came up with a concept. I got a logo, graphic designer to design my new logo, the Belief 52, which is what, you know, that's my motto, what I stand for. Yeah. So when we came up with Roma, I'm like, I want a, I want a cool shirt, something that, that is about me, that people can recognize me and think about me with. And I was like, role model, but no, I got to make it R-O-L-L. And then one of my friends was like, E, you need to put the handicap sign as the O. And I was like, boom, that's got to happen. <laughs> That's gotta happen. Cause you know the, the, the inspiration comes from me, but also a little bit of the jokester side. And like you yeah. said, it has freaking off. It's been less than two months, and it's it's been amazing, man. Wow, man, I love it, dude. Love it. You seem to just be extremely busy all the time. What what's next for Eric Legrand? Yeah, right now we're in the middle of football season, so I do a lot of my radio gigs with this. So I work for the Rutgers Football okay. Network, the radio network, and I I go to all the games all the home games and do my, the show on there. And then also I did a pregame halftime and postgame for the road girls. I work a coach's radio show on Wednesday nights, which has been amazing. And then from there, I do stuff with the big 10 network, uh, ESPN radio and Sirius XM breaking out all the college football. So that's what keeps me pretty much busy all through my, through the fall and through, through this last part of the year. And, during football season. That's awesome. Now, where are you based out of? I'm based out of New Jersey. I'm still, I rebuilt my childhood house that I uh, grew up in in Avenel, New Jersey, and I'm still okay. here. Oh, awesome, man. So cool, dude. Why don't you uh, transition just some, some fun questions there for you. You have this really beautiful dog, I think, and it even has its own Instagram account. But uh, uh, <laughs> what's your dog's name? My dog's name is Diesel. That's funny as you say that. He's a Cane Corso. Okay. which is an Italian breed from southern Italy that actually just got introduced to the States about 30 years ago. Oh, and okay. uh, I remember I remember I had a Rottweiler before that, and he passed away from cancer at 10 and a half back in January of 2016. And I wanted another dog, another big dog. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was looking one day, and I was reading an article on the Players Tribune, and I saw Derek Jeter, the New York Yankees baseball player, his dog. I'm like, what is that? Like, that, like I never seen that. And I ended up being able to Google it because in the article it had the name, and I never heard Kanye Corso. So I look and I saw that dog on, on Google. I was like, oh, yeah, I need that. That's a, that's a bad looking dog. So yeah. I researched it and 
Now I have Diesel, and he's probably the nicest dog I've ever had. I always say my first dog I had was the laziest dog. I had a little shit to when I grew up. Then I got my Rottweiler, and I call my Rottweiler gangster. He didn't care what you said to him. He did what he wanted to do. <laughs> now Diesel, Diesel is the most loving, just caring. Just he wants to please you, and he's a hundred and thirty-five, hundred forty-five, forty-pound mush. Wow, man, sounds like an awesome dog, though. He really is great. <laughs> Do you have a favorite type of music or favorite band that you listen to? Honestly, I'm into everything. You can have me listen to the hardest of hardcore of rap, all the way down to some classic '80s rock. Okay. Sure. I haven't gotten into the countryside yet, but yeah. I've got EDM. When I go out to you know the house music at the clubs, yeah, I'm I'm down to pop music, R&B, whatever's on the radio at the time you throw on. I'm down to listening to. I really am. I, I, I'm a very well-rounded when it comes to music. Just haven't gotten into the country yet. We'll see one day. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I think you're in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> Who is your favorite wrestler? Oh, I have three of all time. My favorite. So I'll start with my to go from three to two. I mean, three okay. to one. For, uh, third one is a funny one. Kane. Okay. Everyone laughs. Everyone I say Kane. I like him because he's. Six foot eleven steps over the high rope, got the fire coming out, and every time he comes out, everyone's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> like that, like that." I used to love that. And then number two, they Stone Cold because come on, okay. yeah, everyone, you gotta love Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> that is my guy. And then number one is The Rock because the Rock. he is the people's champ. No one can work a crowd like The Rock can work a crowd. It truly is amazing. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I love everything that he's doing. He's really turned into something special in this entire world. Absolutely. I, I actually have a funny story. I used to have a roommate, and he was a wrestler, and he went by the name of Mr. Sexy. And uh, Mr. Sexy would wear these booty shorts that said, Too Damn Sexy. And uh, one time he said, Hey, Eric, come out and do the music for our event because our guide can't show up. So it was, this was back in 2003 where I actually had physical discs that I had to put in this machine. And oh. I had the paper track. It said, okay, play track 11 when this guy walks out. And so I hit play and it starts playing South Park's Blame Canada as this, as my roommate is walking out to the cage. And he was guest referee for that night or for that match. And I thought, oh, maybe that's just the music for him. And the ref looks at me and he's going like this. He's telling me, cut, cut it. <laughs> and then, so I quickly realized I made a mistake and I put in the real song. Well, the whole promotion is ran by a bunch of Canadians, so everybody in the crowd's just like no. booing me. <laughs> what a story right there. With all the Canadians, I had no idea I was going to be there. Never got invited back. I don't know why. But, <laughs> but uh, So you've met a, a ton of celebrities. Is there anyone that you ever met that you were just like starstruck? Uh, well, let's just say I haven't met him, but I was in the presence of him twice, and that's Michael Jordan. I okay. I, I don't know why I froze with him. I used to say, I've met a ton of celebrities. I've been around, uh, and usually when I make eye contact with them, they kind of they either realize who I am or they 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 know something. You know, what's okay. up? And they usually come over. Michael okay. Jordan. I remember being at, down in the basement of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, and I remember he comes out of this uh, this Escalade. His whole family gets out first, and then boom, Michael Jordan's right there. And I'm I'm looking. I'm like. Uh, uh, like and I want to roll over there, and I remember he looks at me, and then I'm like, uh, and I need to like use it. I'll be like, hey, and I I froze. I was like, uh, and he just and he turned around and I walking up the up the hallway. Oh no! And I was like, I was like, oh my god! And then I got it happened again twice. I'm like, next time I'm gonna do it. It happened again twice, and I'm like, you know what? 
it's just not meant to be. Because every time I see this guy, I freeze up and I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, well, someday I hope that comes true for you, man. Uh, wanted to give an opportunity to just give a shout out to anybody you'd like on the video. If you wanted to give a shout out to family or friends or whoever, the video is all yours, man. I'm glad you said that. I do want to give a shout out to my family, my friends, and my supporters that never even got to meet me before. But when a situation like this happens to me, a lot of times you can either give up, which a lot of people do, or you can fight the battle. And I've been fighting it since October 16, 2010. And the community of people that have believed in me and supported me and wished me well and wanted to, just want to do anything to see me smile, I can't thank them enough because, honestly, they keep me going. They keep me motivated. And this is the reason why I am where I am today. Man. Eric, it's an honor to talk to you, man. You are a world changer, brother, out there inspiring and motivating tons of people. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for hanging around. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos from Top Rated MMA and The Bearded Biz Show, please click the playlist and also hit subscribe to our channel. Become part of the Top Rated MMA and Bearded Biz community. We would really appreciate your support. Also, please leave a comment below. I will read and respond to all of them. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.